Hello, and welcome back to the Christ Loving Wife podcast. This is your host, Emily Stanton, and today we will be reviewing the Wife Talk Wednesday question and answers from November 8th. For those of you who are unfamiliar, on my Instagram platform under the same handle, Christ Loving Wife, I open a chat box every Wednesday in my stories for questions, whether pertaining to um, marriage or being a wife, being a mother, being a woman, being a Christian, or simply recipes, what's my favorite flower, I don't know, really anything you want to talk about. It's an open-ended chat box, and then in these episodes, I answer them. So to jump right in to question number one, how do you be content with what you have and not covet others' things slash houses? Well, I don't think I need to touch too much on the scriptures that discuss being content in all circumstances, being content with the lot that God has given you, the portion he has given you. Because um, it sounds like you're saying that you already know you need to be content, so how do we, how do we get there? I think the biggest thing to combat covetousness and combat um, discontentment is a heart of gratitude. Something I have done in seasons and would encourage you to do in certain seasons is when you are discontent in the season you are in, or maybe you're discontent with, as you're saying, the things and houses that other people have, is to start each morning with 10 things that you're thankful for. And have an actual journal. Don't just list them off in your head. But be intentional to take time to write them on paper and thank the Lord for them as you go through them. If you are being uh, covetous over somebody else's, say, their kitchen, and the, maybe the beautiful grand island that they have, or the mahogany table, or um, their spice jars, I don't know. Whatever it is that grips your attention, and it's okay. So I guess for a second, I want to say that just because you admire the beauty of something else just because you appreciate and love to look at somebody else's house does not mean that you are coveting after that. Um, I think a lot of people get confused and a lot of Christians get confused in that realm. Even thinking about men with lust, um, a man can look at a woman's feminine body, admire that it is beautiful, admire that she has a feminine figure and not be sinning. Um, the same goes for women who look at other people's households or the decorations or their family, stuff like that. You can look at another marriage, you can look at a, another house and admire it, appreciate it, and recognize the beauty of it. And that in and of itself is not sin. It's sin when you become bitter, maybe, towards the person, or it becomes sin when you are discontent, or when you, um have a longing to to take what is theirs, not to steal, I mean, but to do whatever you can to get it because you are so discontent in the season that you were in or you're bitter because you don't have it. So I want to just clarify that part. But, so how can you be content when you are struggling with the actual sin of coveting? Um, yes, Thanksgiving. Uh, having a heart of gratitude for all that the Lord has given you. So when you are, as I said, coveting maybe that person's island, thank the Lord that you even have a kitchen. Um, when you're coveting their table, thank the Lord that you have a table. There are so many, the more you write in your thankful journal, the more you will find the infinite number of things to be thankful for. 
and you are going to begin to train your affections, train your mind to look for the good, to look for the things to be thankful for, because that is the pathway that you're setting your brain to automatically go to. So having a heart of Thanksgiving, being intentional to have a thankful journal and going to it every single morning. Number Oh, and I think the other thing too is um, if it becomes a habitual sin of where you are um, consistently struggling with uh, coveting after somebody else's things, uh, there are two other options you could do outside of having a Thanksgiving journal. One, confess your sin to the Lord because we know that a discontent heart does not please the Lord. And we know that a covetousness heart is breaking the Ten Commandments. So confess your sin. See it as serious. Don't see it as a light sin. We know we serve a holy God and sin must be taken seriously. So confess it before the Lord. And then two, if there is a place where you're consistently being tempted to covet. For instance, maybe Pinterest is something that's hard for you. Or maybe Instagram is hard for you. Be intentional to radically amputate so that you would not be tempted to sin against the Lord. Um, so, yeah. Thankful journal, repentance, and uh, radical amputation were necessary. Question number two. How you became a Christian and how you and your husband met. So, on our podcast, The Intended Blessing, my husband and I used to have a podcast that we would do together on and off. We haven't done it in a while, but... If you want to head on over to that, again, it's Intended Blessing Podcast. The very first episode, my husband and I share our whole story of how we met. It's not very far back. I think there's maybe like 10 or under episodes on that podcast. So you can go ahead and look there. Also, next Tuesday, I will, or my husband and I were recently asked to join in a podcast called Real Dating Talk. And next Tuesday, the gentleman will be releasing our episode. So we'll share again our story of how we met. But in brief, for this to answer your question, I grew up in a Christian household. I um, accepted the Lord's lordship over my life, acknowledged it, and asked him to become lord over my life and chose to serve him when I was a very young girl. Um, and for my husband, he grew up in a household that taught him the scriptures, but he did not come to um, following the Lord. He did not come to the fullness of his salvation until about four years ago. So it's so hard to kind of give little snippets because it's so tempting to just try and explain everything and all of it. But in brief, I was saved at a very young age, and then my husband was saved just about four years ago. And then we met through college. So my husband has moved all over the states, truly in so many different states growing up. And then he moved out to Wisconsin to attend a Bible college. I have lived in New York my entire life and then joined Wisconsin as well for Bible college. He was in his senior semester. I was in my freshman semester and we met. A few months later, we started dating. A few months later, we got engaged. And then within under a year of meeting, we got married. So, um, yeah, if you want to listen to the full story, you can go on over to those other podcasts. Question number three, do you believe your babies will be better off without vaccines? So I don't talk about our children's health on my page. I don't, I try not to share much at all about my children's health. Um, I am not 
completely anti-vaccine, um, but I guess I'll say in brief, yes, no, we don't do vaccines for our children. We, um, I believe that there are some vaccines that could be helpful, but overall, um, we have just, from our research and what we have decided, we had decided against it. So, um, for right now, but at least delayed vaccines, I would encourage and just encourage you to take your own research. But I can assure you that we believe, yes, that we are doing what is best for our children. Um, if we believed that doing all of the vaccines is best, we would definitely do it. We're not going to make decisions for our children based off of what the Instagram algorithm is telling us at the time. Um, so yeah, I would just encourage you to do your own research. Talk to your pediatrician if you have one you can trust. Thankfully, when our first son was born, we had a pediatrician that we could trust. He told us which vaccines were bogus, and he told us which ones he would encourage. So moving on. Question number four, end of pregnancy discomfort and trying to keep a grateful heart. Any tips and thoughts? I'm going to jump right back onto that thought of having a thankful journal, um, going through that every morning. And then I would also encourage you to have scripture put up in your bedroom. So this is something that I did the last four weeks, I want to say, of my pregnancy. I wrote out a bunch of different scripture passages and taped them up on our bedroom door. I've known other women who decide to put these all over their house. Some women put it in the kitchen so they can read it when they're cooking. Some of them put it where they'd be doing laundry or maybe brushing their teeth. I have in the past, when I'm trying to memorize a scripture passage to put to memory, to put to heart, to help me in those um, discouraging times or discomforting times, um, I would put them in like a little Ziploc baggie and then I would tape them in the shower actually. So when I'm washing my hair or shaving or something like that, I have scripture right in front of me that I can practice reciting and putting to heart. So I would encourage you to have scripture placed up in your house and having that thankful journal. Outside of that, I would encourage you to meet up regularly with other with other ladies have maybe one or two times a week where you go out to coffee with another lady or have another lady over to your house, having a moment to fellowship with the saints, having a moment to fellowship with your Christian sisters is an immense encouragement and it puts your mind back in the right place. They can pray with you, they can sympathize with you, but also it can just be a distraction. And sometimes that's all you need at the end of pregnancy is just a distraction. Question number five, what encouragement have you received from an older woman in your life that you think about a lot? Um, I think the first two that come to mind, so I wrote down these questions, but I didn't really formulate any responses. So I'll say the first two that just came to my mind. And then if any other follow, I will share those two. But the first two that come to mind are one, I think before I got married, my mom actually shared with me. Um, when I was struggling a lot with anxiety and stuff like that, she had told me to stop saying, what if, like, what if this happens? What if this happens? And she told me to start praying, even if. So when I would struggle with saying, you know, what if Will dies, my husband, what if Will dies? Um, she told, she challenged me to pray, even if Will dies, still I will worship. Or when I thought of what if the government collapses I had to train my mind to pray, even if the government collapses, 
God is still on the throne. So that was something that can be applied in all different areas of my life, and I think about that often. Another one recently is my elder's wife encouraged me when I told her I was struggling with keeping my toddler under control, um, disciplining him, and just not knowing how to handle him, I guess. <laughs> something she had told me was one of the best forms of discipline is being disciplined yourself to have a joyful spirit. Um, she said, a joyful mother, no, how did, I, how, how did she word it? Um, I think it's like joy is a mother's superpower or something like that. And I have seen that be actually really effective. There are even days where maybe I am so drained and I don't have the energy to really pour into my son that I will fake laugh. <laughs> I will randomly fake laugh around him. And it does give him a smile on his face, and he does giggle back, and he has a lighter mood after that. So if you want your son or your children to be more joyful, to be more content, to be more um, obedient, you have to model that for them. And having a joyful spirit, having a um, joyful atmosphere about you is a great way to do that. Um... I think the only other one that comes to mind right now was when my grand, my grand Mary told me, when we had our first child, she told me, she said, you know, you have to let them cry it out. And I said, I know, and I was trying to be all proud, like, I know, I'll, I know how to do it, like, and she just said, no, you, you don't understand. She said, it's going to hurt you more than them to hear them cry. And I think just having that to look back on and remember has been really encouraging me at times when I feel as though I know what I'm doing is best for my child. And I'm not talking specifically about crying it out. I'm talking about all sorts of stuff. Sometimes I know what is best for my child, but his cry breaks my heart and I want to give up and give him his way. But I have to be diligent to know, no, I need to do what's best for him, even if it's more painful for me. Um... So yeah, I think those three are the first that come to mind. Moving on to question number six, what are you reading right now? Currently, I am in Ephesians for the Bible, and I've been jumping back and forth. Every now and then, I will go to Psalms for a day, but then I'm trying to get through. Um, I did Galatians. I am almost finished with Ephesians, then I want to move on to Philippians and Colossians. Um, but every now and then I pop back over to Psalms for just a day, just for the encouragement and the, um, the purpose of just fixing my eyes on who God is, of what man is, and our interaction with him. As for side books, I am listening to a Nancy Wilson book, um, I believe Praise Her in the Gates is the one I'm going through right now. I'm listening to that when I do my laundry each day, and then, um... For my paper copy books that I'm going through, every morning I read Verses of Virtue, and that's a collection of poetry, free verse, um, short stories that encourage women to be godly mothers, godly wives, and godly um, just women in general and their communities. So I've been going through that every morning, and then... I just picked up the book from Tim Chowles, I believe is his name, and I want to say, here, I have it right here, yeah, Tim, Tim Challies is his name, and it's called Devoted, Great Men and Their Godly Moms. I just started that, though, so I haven't gotten very far into it. Last question, how to prepare your body for pregnancy? 
I would encourage you to be upping your water now so it's not a shock for your body to be having such a large water intake when you do start getting pregnant. I would encourage you to be cutting back on sugars, things like that that are just not going to be healthy to have throughout your pregnancy. I would encourage you to be taking um, vitamins ahead of time. It's really healthy for and the onset of your pregnancy if you already have a lot of vitamins already in your system like folic acid, um, vitamin C, stuff like that. Um, let's see. How else? I would say working out. Um, having a system that you get your, your body moving every single day because it's a lot harder to get that... Um, it's a lot harder to make a system, especially in your first trimester. It's a lot harder to want to be diligent to move your body in your second and third trimester if it's not already a habit for you. So I would just encourage you to, um, yeah, be eating healthy, drinking fluids, taking vitamins, prenatals even, and then um, working out. I think that is all the questions I will be covering today. I thank you so much for joining this podcast episode as I run through the Q&As from Wife Talk Wednesday. Again, if you ever have any thoughts or questions that you would um, like me to discuss in the next Wife Talk Wednesday episode, please feel free to go over to my Instagram platform at Christ Loving Wife, where you can submit a question every Wednesday. Um... Goodness, see, this has been a little bit over a week since I've done a podcast because last week we were all very, very sick. <laughs> and I'm just kind of delaying my time here. The last thing, there we go, that I wanted to say was if you could please subscribe to this channel and leave a review that helps boost my podcast up higher to where it reaches other people's algorithms. So even though it's just a quick thing for you, it does help my page immense immensely. So that's all I have for today, and I hope you all have a great rest of your day, night, or whenever you're listening. All right, bye-bye.